You're listening to SuperPod Recession Proof Your MSP, presented by SuperOps.ai, where we ask experts, analysts, and business owners what MSPs need to do now to recession proof their MSP and keep their foot on the growth pedal. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of SuperPod Recession Proof Your MSP. I'm your host, Radhika Nair, and I'm SuperOps.ai's in house storyteller. I'm joined by Dave Sutton today. Dave is Managing Director of Wingman Marketing. He started his career working for MSPs and realized that there wasn't any good marketing agency that was focused on MSPs. He set out to bridge this gap and launched Wingman, which acts as the external marketing agency or department for MSPs. Who better to talk to us today on how MSPs can market tech to those who don't want to talk about tech, especially when in a recession, Many businesses are looking to outsource their IT support. Welcome, Dave. So glad to have you here. Thanks very much. Glad to be here. What a what a fantastic pitch and intro. Uh, I need to uh, I need to can that. I think you you've done a great <laughs> job of explaining my background. So uh, yeah, very pleased to be here. Very keen to continue to educate and support MSPs on on growing their business. Right, and I I also um, you know looking at your uh, background, it was very interesting to see that you started your career. Uh, during the banking crisis of 2008. So you can draw parallels between that and now, right? And that's something, um, you know, that I've also been uh, looking at how how uh, different or how similar is it to the banking crisis? Uh, indeed, yeah. I started working for a small family business that wanted to grow. They had lost a couple of clients through uh, recession. They'd gone out of business um, and uh, and they wanted to grow. It was mostly a lifestyle business. They were looking to progress on and, and evolve and didn't really know where to start. So they were looking for somebody to join them in a sales and marketing capacity. Uh, I had previously worked in the facilities sector, uh, which was a sector that had also suffered quite badly during the banking crisis. And it was time to move on and do something different. I'd always loved technology, hadn't really been a get my hands dirty technician type person, but I've always had an appreciation and affinity with technology um, and being able to use my sort of commercial skills to wed that together with tech felt like a great opportunity for me. Um, I soon fell in love with the MSP industry um, and the relationship that an MSP has with its clients. Uh, I worked for quite a progressive business, a business that was fantastic technically, uh, but commercially they were not so strong. Um, so we were able to grow the business by about three and a half times over three years um, and um, an experience a lot of growing pains and challenges on the way that was great for, for my experience in sort of helping lead a business. Um, but there was a lot of untapped opportunity. A lot of MSPs are perhaps teetering in that sort of maybe 250,000 to maybe six, 700,000 in revenue, uh, whether that's US dollars or, or pounds probably applies the same. Um, okay. Uh, there is a lot of untapped opportunity within the existing customer base that wasn't fully exploited upon. Uh, just doing a simple matrix of looking at the products and services that we were selling uh, and identifying opportunities where a customer would go and buy a product from somewhere else. And then we would feel that frustration of, oh, we sell that. Why didn't you buy that from us? Uh, and then we would end up having to help them on board or configure and set up and start using whatever that product or service was. So we started selling more, increasing our gross profit margin 
from each of those clients, which then gave us extra capacity because we had more money to play with. We had the money to then starting to uh, to be more aggressive with our sales and marketing, uh, to invest and take some risks in trying to grow and expand the business. So that's the, the journey that we went on. And uh, as you already said, Radhika, uh, I experienced the pain of working with generalist agencies that failed to understand the market um, and made those same mistakes that I see many MSPs still making of taking a short-term view, trialing one marketing component rather than a whole journey that should stitch together uh, of one sort of consistent marketing exercise across multiple uh, different marketing disciplines. Uh, I, I've been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, made those mistakes, uh, and I've learned what works and shaped that plan. So yeah, back in 2017, when I got fed up with the corporate world in London and decided to step away, uh, I formed Wingman. And uh, yeah, we're now sort of supporting in excess of about 80 MSPs around the world to um, tackle those same challenges from from the message and the brand proposition right down to the day-to-day -day execution of, of campaigns. And, and, and exactly, and uh, that's one thing that I also wanted to understand. You know, we keep talking to, uh, we, we keep saying that, you know, MSPs need to work on their business. They should not be just working in the business. They should be marketing. They should be selling. Um, but the thing is, MSPs, quite a few of them are tech experts, right? And that's something that they're really good at. And they also keep getting this advice that they should not be talking tech to their clients. And that's such a... Uh, contradictory, uh, you know, uh, messaging that all of us keep giving uh, to MSPs as well, right? And and is that something that you have seen as well that a lot of clients of MSPs do not really want to keep hearing about tech? Is that something that you have seen as well? Indeed, yeah. I guess when we look at the customers, what customers and prospects are like, people love talking about themselves and their own business, and they're focused on their goals and their uh, aspirations and of course the hurdles that they have on the way to achieving those goals um, so a tech of course can be uh, a driver can be an influencer can be uh, a fantastic support in helping them overcome those obstacles and to reach their goals and aspirations much sooner however because most of our customers you know as an msp when you think about your customer base most of them are not technically focused at all they trust your advice on the best uh, applications that they need the best cloud tools the best security uh, that they need to have in place um, they will just take your word for it so they're happy to be led but they should always be led around a business outcome. What's the business goal? And I think MSPs need to find that confidence. I know a lot of people will have um, a bit of an imposter syndrome about seeing themselves as a business consultant rather than just a, a technology consultant. Right. It's about finding that confidence in yourself to know uh, that you can really deliver value on a commercial level, not just on a technical level, to help them be who they want to be, where they want to be, to inevitably help them to have better relationships with their customers deliver a better service, uh, make them more efficient through that that better service delivery. So ultimately they can right. make more money. That's where you really want to help them to, to get to. Uh, and by leaving the tech out of it, because they trust you to deliver that, focus on their outcomes and demonstrate to them not the features of the technology, not, oh, there's this new feature in Microsoft Teams and it does X, Y, Z. Forget the feature, Forget uh, uh, focus on the business outcome. What will it help them achieve? Uh, how will it help them to be more efficient? How will it help them deliver a better service? How will it help them make more money? 
Right. And this is something that, you know, once they start talking to the uh, client or once they start working with them, this is something that they will be able to do much more easily or with, uh, you know, much more effectiveness. But when they are marketing to or when they are trying to reach the audience, right, where does an MSP even start? What, what, how do they ensure that, you know, they're not bombarding the uh, prospects or their wider audience of potential customers with a lot of tech, with a lot of uh, technical uh, language. Sure. Uh, it, it is difficult. Um, obviously, the existing customer base initially to approach them to try and upsell and engage them more. It's finding the opportunity to do, I know everyone talks about the QBRs or uh, six monthly or annually, whatever your process is that works for you, but getting in front of your customer uh, and making them feel as though it's not just a review to look at ticket stats and SLAs and things like that, that doesn't really mean an awful lot to them. And if generally they're happy with the level of service that you're providing, they probably will be disinterested in reviewing that. So uh, open up a conversation with them about their business. You want to come in to learn more about them and how they work, have an opportunity to shadow certain staff members that perhaps the bosses feel could be working more productively. So you're looking for a bit of a gap analysis, which of course in turn allows you to shape a roadmap that helps them strategically with technology, which also then is a sales pipeline for you to be able to upsell more to them. So that's how I would approach existing customers. Try and open up a conversation of, we want to do a regular review to make sure that you're achieving alignment between your technology and what the business actually needs. It's not about sales exercise. It's not about trying to find problems. It's not about the day-to-day -day business. In terms of the wider community, most MSPs lack an audience, a committed audience of target businesses that are in the right sector, the right ge geographic areas that you cover, and the right sort of size range, and, and ensuring that you have the right qualified contacts within those businesses, that you've got the both the influencers, importantly, and the decision makers, because often the middle management, the office managers, finance managers will be the critical component. They will be the ones that interact with their incumbent MSP if they already outsource uh, today and be more familiar with the challenges and the opportunity that you might have to get your foot in the door. So it's about identifying those businesses, acquiring that data, because most MSPs tend to serve a geographic region or a particular industry niche. And it makes sense to acquire the data, acquire the tangible list of those businesses. So you identify what the opportunity is in the market, how many physically exist, in what size band, in, in what area, and then you know where to start. And, and it's that, then about sort of wedding together a whole series of marketing activities to develop brand awareness and trust importantly in your brand that you are saying the right things to them on a business level, that you're educating them, you're making educated assumptions about the challenges that they have in their business and the aspirations that they have. So again, you're communicating on a business level of where are you now versus where you want to be. Here's how we can help you get there. And those three steps need to be repeated through all of your campaigns, any content you generate, any material you put on social media, any emails you send, any scripts you use on the phone, that's the process that you should follow relentlessly uh, to get in front of that audience, build that trust and awareness. And often, as soon as the time is right, because timing is most pivotal in this, mm -hmm. given that most of the businesses that you'll be wanting to sell to will probably be already outsourcing in some capacity or have an internal IT function, but that's a completely different sort of message to a different audience type. But they probably already have IT and think they've got that problem solved. They don't think they have an issue that needs addressing. Um, and people don't know what they don't know. And if they don't know good from bad, because they don't question 
important, their incumbent relationship. They think it's okay. You need to give them the reason to start questioning things. You need to plant those seeds in their mind that what they're getting right now isn't the fullest extent that they should be expecting from an MSP or the full capability uh, of their technology has yet to be exploited. Uh, so by, again, focusing on those business goals, being relentless with that audience, using multiple mediums of marketing, uh, you want to position yourself as a key person or key brand of influence within the target niche that you serve. Got it. And I do want to come back, uh, you know, to this point of, you know, how when when uh, the prospect or clients already have an uh, have an MSP or have they already uh, when they have already outsourced the MSP, um, you know, services. But I want to come to that later. Uh, but I want to uh, right now focus a little bit more about what you were mentioning about the messaging, right? To building that messaging to your to the right audiences. A lot of MSPs, uh, a lot of MSP business owners, they don't they don't know where to start when it comes to building that story about themselves, right? A lot of it is storytelling. A lot of it is about, you know, uh, positioning yourself as a brand, as a business. And that's something that many of them don't know how to do it, right? So where do they begin? I'm not, uh, you know, each of them, they will have different stories. It will be a different uh, messaging that they need to do. But where do they start? How do they define that story for themselves? Most MSPs are perhaps very humble with... Um what they do day to day and the value that they deliver in the problems that they're solving. And so many MSPs I speak to and say, um, you know, what, what's unique about you? What problems do you solve for clients that are so transformational that the clients are eternally grateful to you that you otherwise just take in your stride? You just, uh, you know, shrug it off as, oh, well, that's what we do day in, day out. But some of the things that you put in place could totally transform a client's business. You know, they may be more productive. They may be mitigating risks and cyber threats and protecting their reputation. Uh, and it's just taken as a given that any decent MSP would be doing that. But chances are a lot of your competitors might not be. So identify those stories by going back through your history. Why did you start the business in the first place? What opportunity did you see in the market where there was a weakness with uh, other IT companies uh, that you thought, I can go out there and I can do this, I can do something better? Uh, and Chances are, even if you've been running for 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more, um, that same core principle likely still exists today. And it's just about reflecting back on that and seeing why did we get into this? Why um, did we feel we could solve people's problems uh, and challenges that they were having and, and gaps with incumbents? Uh, and just look back over uh, like a, a practical step is to take your list of customers and, and walk through that list and, and dedicate some time to identifying where has there been something unique within that client's business that you've gone the extra mile to help them? This is the best way of shaping case studies by being um, quite granular in the detail of looking at things that are outside of the normal IT support. You know, everybody has IT that lets them down from time to time that breaks and you fix it. Okay, everybody's reasonably good at doing that, but you want to find the unique points where you've looked at a particular sector maybe, and you've solved a unique problem within their business. Where have you helped a customer um, avoid playing piggy in the middle, perhaps between software vendor or cloud platform and, right. and their MSP, uh, where most customers feel stuck because their incumbent MSP will go, oh, well, we don't touch your line of business applications. We won't touch your 
your CRM or we won't touch your bookkeeping software. Uh, where has there been opportunities like that where you've got involved in a business that has a complex manufacturing process or a production line and you've got involved in the IT that, that backs up uh, that component of their business where, again, most MSPs would step away from that. They would stay in the comfort zone of, of the Microsoft suite and looking after Windows and uh, and maybe their cloud tools, but, but not venture beyond that. There will be lots of stories like that where you've helped people over the years that you've just taken for granted that you've got to bring those to the surface and the best way of doing it is just looking through the clients get your team together um, if you've got history from your PSA draw out those tickets look at the projects that you've delivered uh, and that will jog your memory to think oh yeah we really did a good job there that that really helped them so talk about the impact right talk about the impact that you've created yeah got that and you know coming to that uh, earlier point of uh, you know a lot of the small businesses might already be using some form of uh, managed service provider service or you know it could be a break fix or whatever be that uh, format some of the larger ones might have uh, an internal IT team that they're using uh, we have been hearing a lot of instances of uh, you know mid-sized companies opting for the co-managed IT model recently so there are these multiple uh, models, right? But the chances are very high that the prospect might already be using some form of uh, managed service support. So when it is uh, when when you are offering a very similar service or a similar set of packages to what the other MSPs are used or offering, how can they differentiate themselves? How do you differentiate yourself from the rest of the um, competition or even from the incumbent? Sure. Uh, it's probably the biggest challenge that MSPs, you know, uh, so many will say we're exactly the same as everyone else. We do the same as everyone else. And, and and you won't be. There will be unique components, as we were just talking through, that you need to do that sort of soul searching, really, to identify what those unique components might be. Uh, but I, I would say start by identifying some kind of lookalike criteria among your audience. How can you be seen to be more relevant to them based on their geographic area, their size, or maybe their industry vertical that they operate within. That gives you a differentiation point that you're not just going out and saying, we're an IT support company. Hey, do you want to switch your IT? Do you want to use us? We answer the phones quickly. We're very good at support. Um, you know, everyone says that. So how do you yeah. go the step further? How do you blend in business outcomes and be able to back up that message, to substantiate that message as being relevant to them? Um, and, and I would say that's got to be done through identifying a business goal that is a generally accepted lookalike among the audience that you're trying to reach out to. And of course, you don't have to niche yourself so specifically to just looking after one subset of an industry that if, if the numbers are too few, you won't have the quantity you need to be able to have the luck in generating leads and, and ultimately new clients. So it's about that balance between uh, quantity and quality. You need an audience that's large enough to have the numbers to play the numbers game, uh, but you need specificity in that audience so your message cuts through and is relevant to them. Take regulated industries, for example. You know That would be broad enough that it might cover healthcare, legal, uh, accounting, financial services, uh, and many more. Um, but there is a lookalike component that they are all regulated and they all have similar components uh, to focus on. So when you take your message out to market, you can say that we are a specialist in supporting regulated industries. We understand the compliance goals that you need, and therefore we blend cybersecurity 
against your compliance to help you meet the specific requirements that you have as a business, rather than treating you as a vanilla company, as every other MSP would that fails to tailor okay. their service. So that's that's one angle that I would go down. But use those stories that we've just talked about to better articulate that message and add strength to it, add authority uh, to that message, which is very much led with empathy first, showing you understand them, you understand where they're at, you understand where they want to be, you're on their side, you're their partner, but back that up with authority, with with stories and credibility that you've got to uh, to to strengthen the message that you've got to show that you're the partner that can help them uh, with those goals. Right. And um, I also wanted to, we, we have discussed quite a few um, of the things that MSPs need to do, right? And I also wanted to understand in your experience, what's the single biggest mistake in terms of marketing that you've seen MSPs make? The, probably the biggest is is lack of continuity, lack of consistency, is trialing something and not giving it long enough for it to flourish. Uh, for me, it's about uh, not spending great sums of money over short periods of time because you're not selling a physical product that's new to market that you want to go out there and make lots of noise about. You're not the latest fidget spinner or yo-yo or whatever going back years now of thinking about things that came out as a kid uh, <laughs> that people would see and it's the latest fad you're not selling something like that you don't need big impact in a short space of time you need to be able to nurture that target audience of prospects that that fit your your niche lookalike criteria over a prolonged period of time to wait for the right time the right message uh, and of course it's all about seeing you in multiple places so many people are tempted to trial one form of marketing one tactic such as their website getting their website right and then maybe doing some seo and you might catch a portion of the audience that are going to search engines and are looking for for an alternative company, uh, but then you'll miss out on the wider audience that aren't looking right now. And that's where you want to be using uh, email, you want platforms to be a speaker and be a community leader, be seen as an influencer. Um, you want to be picking up the phone uh, and actually having a relationship, trying to develop a relationship by asking questions, learning about the business that you're targeting, not just sell, 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 but asking about them and understanding them so you can tailor and tweak your message, learn about their problems to shape pipeline so consistency by far is the biggest mistake people will try something for six weeks maybe three or four months um, and get disenfranchised i totally get mm -hmm. it get disheartened when you don't get immediate results but you want to look at um, where can we see the green shoots you know it's like uh, growing vegetables uh, you, you plant the seed and you don't see anything for weeks and you think oh well that's a failure but something's happening beneath the soil but you can't yet see it but in marketing there are certain certain KPIs and metrics that you can use to show that upside down pyramid of mm. we've got some engagement, we're getting traction, people are website visits are up, engagement on social media is up. Um, people are reading our content. We've spoken to people on the phone. We've turned so many people from a suspect, an unknown business that we knew nothing about and they didn't know us either into a tangible prospect. We now know how big they are. We now know their existing IT arrangements. We know how important tech is to them. Uh, we know what are the drivers in their business. We know that there's an office move coming up or they're growing or they're hiring staff, they're acquiring other businesses. You've got some metrics that will give you something tangible to then market against so that that 
pipeline starts to form of people that engage, people that you know something about, people that you call to action with a, a, a sort of lukewarm engagement, be it a webinar or some kind of event, some kind of piece of education that you're, again, solidifying your position as a subject matter expert uh, for their business to then spot those MQLs, those marketing qualified leads of there's someone on the fence, there's some kind of opportunity that's starting to take shape and they need to be sort of guided and, and nudged over, uh, you know, sometimes weeks and months to get them to that point that you've got the sales qualified lead, you've got someone that's ready to buy, they've got budget, there's a need, they've got authority and, and timing to act on it. Um, and that's the journey you need to go through. Measuring those KPIs will give you um, the confidence to make that commitment uh, and not make that mistake of doing something that's too short term and just mm. burning money, just shouting into the wind uh, and not actually making any noise amongst your target audience by just simply not doing it for long enough. Yeah, so don't stop watering the ground, basically, right? Keep keep at it and uh, don't get disheartened too soon. And and one of the other points that you also mentioned about, you know, uh, two points, in fact, one about, you know, understanding what your prospective client wants, right? What your uh, client base is looking for and speaking about that, talking about that impact. And the other point that you um, that you mentioned about becoming the expert, right? Positioning yourself as an expert uh, on, on uh, the subjects, on the services that you are offering or the impact that you can create. I think those are really uh, important. And that, like you mentioned, it can't happen overnight, right? That's something that you need to build up over time. It's not something that you can become, you know, with one or two events or one or two webinars, you can't become a subject matter expert or position yourself as a subject matter expert. Yeah, that that's a very fair point. And in fact, connected to what you're mentioning about, you know, um, that consistency, one of the, uh, you know, considering that MSPs focus on tech, one of the things that I also keep hearing from MSPs is that they don't really, um, you know, have a, have a proper digital marketing strategy. They do something for a while, um, you know, they try out something. If they are comfortable with, say, uh, doing a few LinkedIn posts, then they do that, but not maybe the other things. Or if they have an email, uh, a set of e emails that go out or some newsletters that keep going out, that's that's about it. There's nothing really beyond that. It's very uh, rare set of uh, MSPs who have a proper full-fledged uh, thought through digital st uh, marketing strategy. And that's something that I wanted you to talk about a little bit more about in a little more greater detail. Sure. Yeah, I think marketing really is is a process. It's a journey and it doesn't always follow that perfectly, but you can take a lot of the best practices that you would apply to technology, you know, mapping out a, a workflow of this happens, then this happens, then this happens, uh, just a flow chart. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. You don't want lots of words. You want to keep it simple uh, and just map out what journey should our prospects go through when we engage with them uh, and start off with that audience. How are you then going to clean up that audience of suspect businesses into tangible prospects that you then feel are worthwhile investing uh, marketing money into, into nurturing. Um, and then what are you going to send out to them to build some awareness? You know, maybe it's an email campaign. Are you then going to look at who visits your website afterwards um, and maybe who uh, fills in a contact form or who downloads some content uh, or even just a visitor that doesn't actually engage uh, and those that open and click on the email, then perhaps follow up with those people, send a LinkedIn connection request, get the connection, make sure you've got content that maps that same message that attracted them in the first place to visit the website that they're seeing that from 
from you on LinkedIn. They then ideally perhaps see video from you. So they see you as a person because people buy into people a lot more than they do brands. You know, unless you're a, a huge entity, a big sports brand or something like that known globally, people tend to buy into people, not necessarily the brand identity. So position yourself there as the expert doing small two to three minute um, face to camera uh, sessions where you're talking about their particular business issue. And they see that from you on LinkedIn. And maybe you embed that in a follow up email as well. Um, and then maybe the next step might be to pick up the phone and start asking questions, learn about them again. So these are a series of steps that can take a number of weeks to deliver, but follow a cycle. And all of the time, being mindful of having a call to action. What are you asking of them? And although ultimately we want their managed service, we want them to switch their IT to, to our MSP, we have got to understand that they may be tied into contracts there. They don't feel as though there's a problem there right now. So you want to find other routes in. Where may they have other concerns that you could educate them on and, and allow yourself to be differentiated from the incumbent by seeing you as the business subject matter expert. So you're always talking about IT, but you're not talking about IT, if that yeah. makes sense. You're always talking about different areas of their business, be it compliance, be it operational efficiency, um, uh, such as remote working or automation or addressing topics such as AI uh, right now, uh, and yeah. how it can help their business. Um, but always be focused on yeah what the business goal, the business outcome is, and just continue to drip feed that message through multiple marketing mediums that are you know 360 degrees around that prospect wherever that prospect spends their time uh, mm. talking to you on the phone receiving your emails seeing content on social media seeing something in the mail seeing you at events seeing you positioned maybe in sponsored adverts or sponsored content like advertorial type content in certain industry press there are all these different places that you can be seen that they might not remember when they eventually google it company see your website or they see a piece of material and hits them at the right time they then engage they won't necessarily know why but they'll have this inherent trust that's been built up and we all do it you know how many times you've seen adverts for things and then suddenly you think oh i need to buy that you don't really mm -hmm. remember why or where you saw it uh, but that confidence has built up inside you because you've seen something over a prolonged period so that's what i would advise map out a flowchart plan of reasonable logical steps and logical timelines that are achievable with the resources and uh, and money and time that you you have at your disposal to just follow those relentless steps and repeating that cycle change that message quarterly go back out to that same audience and follow those those same steps uh, but importantly rely upon the inbound less than the outbound there are too few people that get pain right now with their msp and think i've had enough i want to switch and they go to google of course you want to be found by those businesses that that go and search but you want to reach out to the wider audience that don't know any better don't know that better no. exists and use those multiple marketing disciplines in a consistent plan that's, that's sequenced with events uh with certain timed follow-up points to engage that audience and learn more about them and a lot of what you're saying also you know the MSP has to look inward a little bit, right? Like you mentioned, when you're creating a marketing flow, you're also looking at, you know, what kind of resources do you have? What is the kind of, um, you know, time I can spend on this? And, you know, what is the kind of, what are the kind of clients that I want to reach out, right? What are the kind of pain points of the clients that I can solve? So it's also understanding that really well, right? And again, all of that ties back to that, you know, creating that, crafting that story about yourself, right? Even if you're uh, you know, positioning yourself in, as an expert, what 
how are you positioning yourself what is the story that you are telling what is the narrative that you are uh, putting out there right so that that's that's a very interesting point it's about understanding what you stand for as well that's that's very important isn't it oh precisely yeah i think it it allows you to uh tell the story and share your value proposition without the hard sell you're not having to relentlessly call them and go oh do you want to switch your it yet do you want to switch your it yet month in month out the same mm. uh the same tone and the same narrative uh, if you're able to share case studies and those success stories of problems that you've solved in the past and drip feed that content in and and if it's uh similar types of businesses in terms of size or industry as you said to the prospect businesses that they might resonate with and think oh yeah we've got that problem oh they've solved it and it may be a problem that they didn't think a solution even existed for so oh. they wouldn't even think to go to the internet and search on a search engine for a solution because they're already closed-minded oh we've got that problem we just have to live with it we have to deal with it uh, or yeah. it's a problem that maybe they've not even been honest enough with themselves yet to admit it's a problem but they know there is a an, an inefficiency somewhere within the business something that's inadequate that could be improved uh, and if you're able to share what those success stories look like you're marketing yourself passively by sharing these case studies and testimonies from other clients to go yeah we have this problem look where we are now look how fantastic everything is um, so you can continue to drip feed that sort of content in in a fairly easy manner because it's all pre-written up front in advance and then once you set up the right marketing automation you just let that flow uh, take place you know just continue to share that content every two or three weeks or maybe every month or every quarter uh, depending on the frequency you want to engage your target base uh, and and allow your customers through the case study to say how great you are in, in solving those problems and eventually the penny will drop with the audience when they think we need to contact these guys I can see that they can solve our problem great 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 Dave anything else that you think we should uh, cover anything else that you wanted to um, you know talk about that uh, would add to this? Sure. I think the stepping stone uh, products for me, something that we spoke about uh, at the uh, uh, the Super Ops event recently in London, uh, is, uh, is having uh, different ways that businesses can engage you. I think an MSP and a customer relationship is a little like a marriage. Uh, you could go on a first date, potentially, if you get that initial meeting with them. And soon after, you've got to ask them for marriage. Uh, you need them to sign that that services agreement, sign into the contract for you to be able to deliver your services. And, and for the prospect, it can often feel quite daunting, particularly if they've used an incumbent for a number of years. Maybe they've delivered their IT in-house. Maybe they've had an informal arrangement. And this is something new that they need to embark upon, that mentally they build up barriers to think, oh, this is a huge commitment that we're making. Even if you're not asking for long-term contract terms, you might have quarterly terms, or it might just be a year's contract. People have this um, anxiety, this uh, inertia of making that decision to switch if they don't have that full trust uh, bought into your business. So I'd like to recommend people to just consider a soft stepping stone call to action, not necessarily a lost leader product, but it might be a project service that you're able to offer some kind of technology strategy or a cybersecurity audit or something that is helping them around a particular set of goals. So you've got a price point, uh, definitely 
put a price point to it not free no. uh, these these old-fashioned free it health checks oh. people don't value them it's, it's free they're not committed they're not bought into it but if you charge a modest price point maybe a price that you would you'd give that money back to them if they signed up in a managed service agreement or you would uh, apply a 50 percent discount to their first month's bill or something if they joined you um it just allows you to offer them something while you've sent a proposal for the full managed services and maybe they're not ready to commit yet and you say well why don't we start here start with this arrangement um it's just this fee it's a feels psychologically a low fee maybe if it's below a thousand it feels psychologically like an accessible amount of money with a specific set of outcomes um, and that way they can be bought into that you can deliver that specific product or service um, and you've then got that trusted relationship they've worked with you they experienced your service they felt hopefully the benefits of how and why you are better than their incumbent, that it makes getting over that inertia of signing the managed services agreement, committing to the long term, so much easier if you've already got them bought in and they bought something uh, much smaller and, and lower in terms of value and, and commitment. So that's something that I think a lot of MSPs missing in their sales cycle, something that's a call to action, that a prospect gets something from it that is charged. So they apply value to it and just allows you to have a, a bridge between that first date and asking mm. them for marriage. Mm. Don't don't just take our word for it. Try us out. That kind of. A exactly. Yeah. Do, doing it's easier for software products of course to have a try before you buy having a demo yes. it's much harder to do that for you a service-based business but um but finding some kind of way of having a try before you buy with some kind of price commitment that you can deliver something for them is is the best way for an msp to try before you buy uh and just shows to the the customer or the prospect that you're uh you're you're willing to do that for them you're willing to offer them something at a lower price point to build that trust so they can feel what it's like to do business with you Great. Great, Dave. I think lots of great insights there. Um, thank you so much for coming on uh, SuperPod. I hope we'll have you uh, here on the show more often. Uh, so thank you so much. Great talking to you today. And you. Lovely to be here. A subject that's really close to my heart so I can uh, speak with some passion about it. So thanks very much for inviting me.